0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and what's next. It's a show that asks questions and peels back the layers of our average everyday experience and goes beyond scratching the surface. We interview people doing incredible things who are making a difference around the globe. Join me as we listen in and get one step closer to understanding that big ideas shared create collaboration. Collaboration can inspire community, and communities create social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So, my next interview is another interview that I was fortunate enough to do at the Toronto International Film Festival this year. It's with Michelle Latimer, and she is a busy artist. Uh, She has uh, two things uh, at the film festival this year Trickster, which is a mini series going to be playing on CBC, and also a film uh, called Inconvenient Indian, which uh, not only do you need to see the film, uh, you also need to read. Thomas uh, Thomas King's book that it's kind of based on. Um, I hope I can say that, Michelle. It's absolutely based on it, but there's a whole lot more going on in this film. I've read the book. I've now seen the film. You need to do both, and and please, I hope you uh, you 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 make it through the conversation. We uh, Michelle and I had a blast. We talked about a whole lot of things, including Trickster, including the, the 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 film as well, and and Thomas King's work and what it was like working with him. We talked about um you know this the, this notion that we have this monologue idea towards history that that there's more than one story out there that words have power and that that Michelle really wants you uh, you know as the viewer to come to your own conclusions and she privileges images over the spoken word I love that and uh, this idea that we need to make space uh, and make ways uh, for uh, other people and, and other things. We need to interrupt the histories that we've maybe been, hmm, I guess Thomas King might say that we've been handed and, and we need to ask questions. There's no such thing as a singular truth. And we talk about alternate histories and how things are interconnected and, and, and how that things need context and how we all want to, you know, we all want a sense of place. We all want a sense of home and why whiteness owns everything. And if that didn't grab you, I hope it did. You're, you're, uh, you you're going to love the film. You're going to, uh, I think you're going to really enjoy the conversation with Michelle. So stay tuned. Inconvenient Indian Tricksters coming up on October uh, the 7th, going to be airing on CBC Gem. And, and the beautiful thing about her new film is it's going to be at the Vancouver Film Festival and a few other festivals as well. Ultimately, it's going to live on Crave. And I believe they're hoping for a theatrical in twenty. 20- Twenty-one. So stay tuned for that. And don't forget, more information about uh, my writing and my speaking, davidpecklive.com. You can buy a copy of Real Change. is incremental there. I'd love it if you did that. I'd also really love it, and I'm going to say this a few times, if you'd leave a review for the podcast, if you're liking what we do here and listening, a review goes a long way. Do you know that uh, some people won't even answer emails if you don't have several hundred reviews on iTunes. That's just the way they operate. And so kind of frustrating when uh, we know it's pretty easy to do, but, but can be, you know, it's a bit of a pain in the neck. I I acknowledge that, but I'd love it if you did. And then socially mediate us, please uh, share it with your friends and family, sign up for our newsletter. Uh, But don't forget to leave us a review. And um, you can also advertise with face-to-face. Face-to-face live.ca is where it actually exists. You probably came through Spotify or iTunes or SoundCloud or something like that. Um, but, but check out face-to-face live.ca. We're getting a lot of hits every month. Uh, you can advertise with us. You can advertise in our newsletter and, um, we'll also do shout outs for you as well. So reach out if, if you're looking to do something like that and uh, you need a little bit more, a uh, bit more of an online presence, we'd be happy to help. Uh, and don't forget rabble.ca, uh, face-to-face has been uh, proudly, uh, um, uh, on that platform now for several years. We've been We've been uh, working alongside Rebel and uh, a whole host of other writers and thinkers and podcasters, um, news for the rest of us. And they are uh, talking about uh, other issues that matter. So check uh, them out there. And, uh, that's about it. So thank, thanks for listening. And, and, and we're, we're well over 520 interviews. I just can't believe it. Uh, some, some fun, interesting news, hopefully coming, uh, this year before 2021, stay well, stay safe and, uh, stay tuned for Michelle Latimer coming up, talking about Trickster and her, uh, brilliant, important and stunning new film, Inconvenient Indian. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We are joined by a very special guest here with us today. Almost almost like two guests because she's representing two different uh, films and uh, TV series. We've got Michelle Latimer here with us today to talk about Trickster and uh, Inconvenient Indian premiering at TIFF, uh, Trickster on CBC Gem. Michelle, thanks for joining us on Face to Face today. I, I'm thrilled to have you.
1: Well, I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me, David.
0: Yeah, so... Okay, so I'm just going to say this out of the gate. There's no way we're going to have enough time to cover all the issues that, that you're addressing in, in, in the film. And, and you know, Thomas King addresses in the book, of course, and 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 what's coming up in Trickster as well. But, but first off, I just want to say congratulations. Uh, love the film. Uh, love what I've seen of Trickster so far, by the way. Really cool. Really uh, creepy. Can I say creepy? I'd love um, you to say creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the music is – Trickster, the music is fantastic. I mean, the music in both uh, – Trickster and the film really, really strong. But but uh, anyway, I was uh, moved and engaged on, on on all levels. So thanks for that. And congrats.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been a real honor to be able to show these two works side by side.
0: So, so where do you want to step in? You want to talk trickster a little bit first and then, and then dive into, to, to inconvenient uh, Indian? Yeah. 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 So, so are you, were you, were you pulled in by, I don't know, mythical sort of folklore as a, uh, as a kid? this whole notion of a trickster by the way I'm a magician just so you know like I do card tricks and sleight of hand stuff so the whole notion of trickster has been very much a part of my world for years but yeah tell, tell me more okay. about trickster.
1: Um, well uh, I grew up with the, that mythology lear- knowing about trickster and, and uh, I grew up in northwestern Ontario and um, the trickster stories are, are robust uh, but mm. I also would say that I also grew up watching a lot of late night um, movies like uh, early David Cronenberg and David Lynch and <laughs> and so right. yeah I love body horror and I wanted to homage the genre and um mm, when nice. I went and then when I read Eden's book it was just it right. all those things in it
0: yeah no that's hilarious homage the genre so you're a Cronenberg fan
1: very much so yeah
0: yeah you're very very Canadian on so many levels yeah. <laughs> favorite favorite Cronenberg film
1: uh, Naked Lunch
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Although yeah, I do yeah. love
1: the brood. I do. Yeah. Okay. Was, that would be tough. Yeah.
0: It is a very tough, yeah. I mean, history of violence, of course. I mean, uh, for me, for me, Crash, mm-hmm. uh, I, I remember seeing Crash at the Uptown back in the day. I don't mm-hmm. even know what year Crash came out, but uh, anyway, so, so much. Uh, and I'm hoping to have David on the show one of these days, too. But I've, in truth, I've never reached out to him. One of these days, I will. So, so, yeah, so a mini series, six episodes really well done it looks great i mean it's so slick and cool and hip i have no idea where it's going but honestly from the get-go i was in um is this is there are there plans to 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 go beyond the six or was this just is that the package
1: uh the package for first season is six but we have been Mm -hmm. green light for a second season and i'm writing that right now as we speak with our team of writers
0: well that's amazing oh that's excellent well good for you um, so so tell me, you know what, and I think this is a really nice sort of segue into to oh, and by the way, that's uh, that's coming on TV in like a couple of weeks, right? October the seventh, I believe, on CBC Jam yes. Yes,
1: at nine pm. yeah,
0: fantastic. and then, and then once it's on there, it's available, right?
1: Yes, that's right. It'll be available for streaming on CBC Jam.
0: Perfect. Talk to me about the truth and and I hope this makes sense, the truth uh, to be found in the oral tradition. I mean, that's very much, it seems to me, a part of of trickster and of First Nations culture and many, well, every culture, really, I suppose. Um, And then, I don't know, is that a segue into Inconvenient Indian?
1: Well, I would say, I mean, I definitely, uh, you know, grew up around oral storytelling. Um, the beauty of oral storytelling is that there's an accountability and a responsibility for the listener to be taking just as much as the storyteller. And so I feel like it requires a very active listening because sometimes when an elder tells a story, the point of the story or the moral of the story is not clear. You ha- you have to work to find it and, and to make sense of it for yourself. And so that is sort of the take on the filmmaking that I was doing. I'm presenting ideas in a visual language that I hope people can sit with and meditate on and come to their own conclusions. I don't want to feed information Mm. or be factual, but rather um, present ideas.
0: How have you found the response to inconvenient? in uh, Inconvenient Indian has been so far. I mean, it must be pretty tough in this COVID like era with TIFF and so on and um but but has there been hmm, has there been any kind of overreaction to it? Does that make sense?
1: Uh it does make sense. I would say um from my perspective, I my expectation of Inconvenient Indian was that it would be sort of an art house film that oh, would nice. reach a certain amount of people and um and maybe be intellectualized, but What I've found, which has been surprising to me um, and really exciting, is that a lot more people have seen the work and are talking about the work, and it doesn't feel like it's being niched. It actually feels like the story is hitting the mainstream in a way I could not have foretold, and that people are excited by the ideas and issues that are presented in it, and the way it's being presented in a very visual kind of way that privileges images over language. Mm. And um, that's... I just... I never saw that coming, but it's been thrilling. Hmm.
0: T- hey, you know what? I love that. Privile- priv- privileging image over language. Why the focus on that? And, I, and I, I think I have to agree. Like One of the last things I wrote, and I, I always write lots of notes, uh, especially when I know I'm going to be interviewing. Um, it, for me, this film was a real celebration just of art, full stop. And is that is that a fair assessment or, across the board? I mean, the, the way you interact, the way you're, I, in my opinion, the way you're turning, uh, you know, documentary filmmaking kind of on its head in a way. I mean, you really have approached this in a different way, in a in a fresh way. Um, holy cow, what an unexpected opening.
1: (laughs) Beautiful
0: (laughs) and mind-boggling. And I I just kind of went, whoa, where did that come from? Which is fantastic, right? I mean, isn't that what you want from the viewer?
1: I love when I'm in a movie and I don't know where it's going next, Yeah, but I trust the filmmaker to take me there, get me there Mm, safely. mm. So I, um, I was really inspired for the opening of the film by the um, title of thomas uh, the the, open, the title page of Thomas's book, when you pick up his right. book, you see this um, native man dressed in a headdress looking at a steamship and for me, just that collection of images, the native man in the headdress, the steamship coming on the ocean it says a lot it sure um, does, yeah. and so I was looking for what would be a contemporary version of that, and that's where um we traveled to Montana and we're watching a reenactment of uh, a historical reenactment of the battle of B- B- little bighorn Custer last stand. And the, um, the performer, I asked him if he would mind kind of walking and cresting over this hill. And, uh, we VFX, the, the, uh, skyline of Toronto there.
0: Yes. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. It's so good. and, 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 and no Lake Ontario, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> the native is standing on Centre Island, maybe? Or what might be Centre Island today? Is that yeah, possible? Yeah, I mean,
1: obviously we took yeah. a little leap of, uh, you know, a, a no, little no, creative. But yes, yeah, so you could yeah, you could fantastic. look at it like that, sure.
0: Yeah, no, it's fantastic. It's, it's so good. You know, and Thomas King, I think, starts out by saying, you know, and this is what I love. I think I love about your film and just filmmaking in general and storytelling, I suppose. But it's in the details. Mm. And, and I mean, it's just, it's, it's so powerful. So do you, do you believe that, um, you know, the opening you must, the opening line, very close to it anyway, and Thomas saying something to the effect of that the truth about stories is that's all we are. Yes. Yeah. Can you, can you, un, can you unpack that a little bit? Cause so much, essentially one of the themes of the film is that I guess so much of who we are has been built on misrepresentation. Um, how about we just say it out loud? It's been built on lies. So, so if that's true, (laughs) then we've got a bit of an existential problem here. Never mind all the other issues at play, Hmm. right? Isn't isn't? Yeah, I I just
1: think how we look at history. um, mm -hmm. We take sort of this monolithic idea that there's one history, one truth. Indigenous people, we've we know who we are. We we our stories revolve around the lands we're from, the place we were born to, our stewardship of that place, um, and in some ways, we our past and our present are one because we walk with our ancestors in the present, um, and so it's not as linear as maybe Western storytelling can be. But this idea of how we frame history is a really, really important one because, as Thomas says in his book, you have to be careful of the stories
0: the story, yeah. that are
1: told, and you have to watch out for the stories um, that you tell. And in this, we're now in this like really interesting time in in, in history where there's like a call out culture and a cancel culture, and people are, you know, taking to Facebook and social media to, um, you know, air their grievances. And those discussions are important to elicit change. But I think it's also important to remind ourselves that words have power. And, and what are the histories that we propose to be a singular truth and there is no singular truth and I think mm. through the filmmaking process I'm trying to show that, the editorialization of these ideas
0: so, so I think you, 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 you've you already mentioned it but again it's early in the film, we have to be careful with the stories we're told so, so, so as a parent um, as a human being is that not only the stories I tell but how I interpret those, the questions that I ask about them. Isn't, isn't that kind of what Thomas is suggesting yeah. and you're suggesting at the same time? Cause as a kid, you know, I'm told all these stories. I mean, how much damage was done in primary school? There's a question you don't hear very often, right?
1: Well, I think it's also this idea of like equipping children and young people with critical, the, the, the um, the skills to actually critically right. dissect some of these ideas, to have critical thought that it's not just everyone fall into rank and, 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 you right. know, do you take your orders and you believe what you're told? It's like, no, we can engage in a, in a critical dialogue around these thoughts. And I know even from a very small age, um, my parents were, were quite active in encouraging me to look critically, particularly at Christianity in my own upbringing, because we had, um, a nuns come into my school it was a public school not in the catholic school board but we had nuns come into the school and teach bible studies every friday and um my parents were you know they ended up taking me out of those classes because they wanted to encourage critical thought around some of these stories that were mm. taken as the only story to believe right
0: that's kind of it's interesting, you know. I was say, I was kind of saving this, but I've, I've got to bring it up now. The the one of the last quotes in the in the film is just just worth the price of admission and and worth going back and looking at all of King's work, in my opinion. But certainly, I've I've read this and uh, uh, others. But the the quote, the unexamined confidence in Western civilization, and the unwarranted certainty in Christianity. And then I'd love to know if you edited this, but a long pause and arrogance close quote. And he kind of says the problem, this is the problem that continues to kind of haunt us. I mean, there are other issues, huge issues like land, obviously, I'd love to talk about that. But is could you have started the film with that quote i mean that's, a, that's quite a damning statement right i, I mean i think
1: to start the film with that quote would have been quite polarizing and maybe would have mm, shut people down i need right. to build to that idea sure. and so even though i knew i wanted to i wanted that idea in the film i was building sort of um trust in my own storytelling from the audience and also Mm -hmm. uh, by the time you get to that place in the film i think you know what kind of film this is this is a film that's (laughs) asking you to really look at your own belief systems and really question what what you believe to be true right so Mm -hmm. um so when he says that what i take with the unexamined confidence in western civilization is not just about a governance issue and a policy issue it's also about Capitalism and where we put our value systems, and capitalism extends to individualism, but it also extends to how we take care of the land and what that means, and that it's not just there for the taking.
0: Yeah, that's another real theme. And again, any wonderful film is is uh, is is so layered, and there's so much going on in this film, and, and and so many you know sort of tributaries, I guess you could say, off the river. But this idea that the the land is alive that that it's that it's not just a place but it's it's something to be experienced and it's something to indwell. I mean you know I I, I so often hear uh, First Nations folks talking about taking care of the land in a way that I just don't know of anyone else. <laughs> I've traveled to I think over 45 countries. I don't know if I've ever really heard of anyone ever say we need to take care of the land. You know, climate change folks from time to time (laughs) will pick that notion up, but no, this is something about who we are. It's a spiritual thing. It's a, it's it's yeah. Anyway.
1: I think that's, you know, what you say about it being spiritual, like it's to be in relationship. Mm. So, you know, we're in a place in society where we're not even in relationship with each other, you know, so, (laughs) so, but to be in relationship to all living things and Mm. to, and to respect those living things like they have a beating heart, you know, which we we do believe that. We believe that the rocks do and the air does and the water and the insects and, and to respect them in the same way we respect ourselves.
0: How how do you think you get there? I mean, I know it certainly comes out in the film too. I think that that this the young. I guess I guess you skip a generation. You talk about multi generational trauma. Uh, another another approach is I know in, in in a place that I've spent a lot of time in Cambodia, they talk about transgenerational traumas with respect to the Vietnam War and the Khmer Rouge and so on and many many other things too. And they talk about they they talk about skipping a generation. You know, Cambodians saying, "Oh, my parents are not going to be able to go here." but, and my grandparents certainly aren't going to be able to, but I might. Is that why there's reason to be hopeful or, or is there even reason to be hopeful?
1: I think there's always reason to be hopeful. I think we need that to sustain ourselves. Um, and we always believe that the next generation can be stronger. They can learn from our mistakes. Mm -hmm. However, the, 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 the cautionary tale of this is that history does repeat itself. We've seen right. that time and time again. And as Thomas sort of says in the, by the end of the film, you know, yep. um, in order for history to not repeat itself, we need to interrupt that history by really looking at where we are now in the present day and, and how, what is our culpability and how we move into our future. And that is connected to how we reflect on our past. And I I think making those connections is really important because I think we silo these ideas. Oh, the past is in the past. Forget it. It's past. I can't make up for the wrongs of my ancestors. Right. But
0: and you hear that a lot. I
1: know. I know all the time.
0: I know. Well, and I love what I love about Thomas's writing is that the 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 sense of humor and I'd love to hear about that you know your personal interaction with him but the sense of humor the sarcasm the, the the irony the the juxtaposition all of that really comes through to me and I I had never heard him speak before until until your film and I think that's I mean it's just genius how he's able to do that and how he's able to to get you questioning some of those things like right right you know that's that's hard to do in print right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you've, I think you've done a beautiful job of it on, uh, on, on, on film as well, but this idea that how do you, how do you step into the day that way to say, well, hang on a minute here. I need to challenge these assumptions. I need to, I need to ask better questions. I need to challenge that story. I was just told, hang on a minute. Was that, is that really true? Mm-hmm. Um, or, or is there a, or is there a better, you know, story to tell?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I, I I think about this a lot. Um, obviously, one of the contributions is being able to use my art as a tool for expression in these in these ways. But I also think about it takes giving up things in life to make space for other things, mm. to make way for other things. And so it might mean, you know, something as simple as maybe you don't have two cars, or maybe you you spend some time putting time into a volunteer organization, or maybe it means that you teach your kids an alternate history to maybe the one you were told and what you actually believe, but you want to give them a palette of what's out there in the world. I think there's so many ways to answer that and it's so personal, but the point behind it is that we must activate ourselves into it. It's not enough to just try to air our, you know, our, our political leanings by reposting an article on Facebook. It's about like what we're doing in our day-to-day lives to really activate these ideas.
0: Yeah. How are how are we making it your your comment about we we're not even in relationship with one another? How are we keeping it how are we keeping it alive in in the truest sense? Um, so that it is something that's, you know, front and center uh all, all all of the time and that 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 that's a challenge it seems to me for all of us we're so it seems to me easily distracted and and, and during this whole covid era i mean i've found it oddly kind of a, a time to focus mm-hmm. but but it's been interesting. Um, so Thomas talks about it and I think you've already alluded to it in our our conversation here, but this idea of, you know, ignorance being a defense, well, you know, it's, you know, well, we just got to get over it or I can't, I I can't apologize for what my grandparents did. And, 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 um, you know, what was the line? Oh, our grandparents didn't know any better.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I've heard that a lot. Um, what, what do you, what do you say to that in conversation? You're hanging out with a group of people, friends, peers, you're having a drink, maybe on a patio. It, and It, um, it just yeah, doesn't I, matter
1: what your grandparents knew or not, because that it, right now it's like, what do you know? Mm. What do you know to be true? And, and how can we cha- change that? You know, I, I do think. It's really easy to say our grandparents didn't know any better, but then you watch um, let's say in the residential school scene. You watch those children captured on camera and you hear the quotes from the leaders of the time.
0: Oh, we need quote, to butcher the wh- them
1: or civilize them and that what whole we need to sequence, do. Michelle, yeah. is,
0: is, it's just crazy talk. It's just
1: But insane. when you see children, it just it humanizes it in a way that mm. I just don't feel words can do. When you right. see those children there ripped yep. away from their parents, and you hear those quotes, it it just, I don't know, it. yeah, all I can say is it, it humanizes it in a way that you know in your depths. We know when something we're doing is wrong or right. There's a, We all have a, a, a compass inside of us. We know when something doesn't feel good. And the issue is more, can we stand then? Can we be the one to take a stand away from the group and say, this is not okay. I'm not okay with this. I'm not going to move forward with this. I'm not going to uh, uh, support these ideas. And you know we are seeing that, I think in Canada, you know with the recent would say which in protests. I mean, mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. the RCMP stormed those blockades and broke the Supreme Court laws, it angered all Canadians because I think they thought, okay, if they can do that with that law, they can do that with other things that I feel are laws that are important to me, and so there was um an interconnectedness that I felt mm, um, incited nice. people, which was really exciting to me
0: and and you, you said there's always room for hope i think was uh, and and is 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 that in the younger generation is it going to be easier to convince them i love that whole sequence of the fishing and and you know kind of bringing people back i guess to their roots in a sense these young these young people so that you know that these these are the leaders these are these are the people you know, teaching in schools Mm -hmm. and these are the politicians and, and, and maybe just maybe part of their story will connect them back to the land in some way. That was kind of what I took from that sequence. Mm -hmm. But once again, the intentionality of that, right? The agency of that is just, it's beautiful.
1: Hmm. Thank you. I love that scene too for that reason. I'm just so impressed by the young people today. Mm. I I feel like they're better than my generation or their generation. (laughs) No, because like, and I have to feel that because like, you know, you want to feel that we're going to progress and evolve, but Even just around like I think about some of the gender issues like, you know, um, my niece doesn't even bat her eyes at at, at an idea of having a transgendered kid in her class. That was something I was completely unaware of as a child. But my niece is eight and she doesn't even (laughs) think twice of it. And I think that's amazing
0: well the wisdom right it just mm-hmm. it strikes you or at least the relational wisdom of that yeah no i think that's a that's a that's a wonderful observation yeah th- th- thomas he he says you know federal authorities i think he he says federal authorities uh, politicians and the clergy essentially around that whole ignorance notion you know knew better they knew, they knew what these decisions were going to ultimately do mm-hmm. and you've got to wonder at what like groupthink the power of groupthink i mean was this really just about power was it really just about money and land and i know thomas says it's always been about land and it will always be about land um and he's probably right about that but was there something else going on? You know, you talked about the moral compass. Why is it so hard? I mean, that's one of the takeaways from your film for me. How would I have behaved then, you know, versus now, right? Mm-hmm. And and then, like you said, the eight-year-old whose understanding of these issues around gender and sexuality and so on, they know we didn't. What the hell's going on, right? I, I
1: feel like we do know, though, and that we often mm. just um, – we we – I guess, reason it away.
0: Mm, Um, uh, Sweep it under the carpet.
1: Yeah, and that's, I think, what this film is asking us not to do. I'll never forget my first time in Berlin. I went to the um, SS uh, Museum, and I looked at a picture, and Hitler was giving a speech to thousands of Germans. And in the picture, everyone was heiling Hitler, had their arm in the air. And Uh, they have a circle in this photo to show one man standing with his arms crossed against his chest. And it made me think about this idea the, the courage of one person to say, I go against all these thousands of people. This isn't right. And, you know, and we've seen people like that throughout our history. But I think we have to almost give ourselves permission that we can be those people. Ordinary people can do extraordinary things.
0: Mm. That's great. So good. a uh, little shout out for Terrence Malick, because I'm a huge fan, maybe you are too, but A Hidden Life was at the festival last year and it focuses on one of those uh families mm. that 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 and, and and honestly to the point of him not raising his arm and then being arrested yes. in a lineup. Yes. And and it and it it did happen, not very often, um, but it did. So so how do we get there? Is it is it is it telling better stories? Is it Um, part of
1: it for sure it's
0: part it's part of it right there's there's no solution really it's got to be it seems to me it's got to be pretty layered and I and I think it's You know, you said, it's interesting. You said you didn't want to open the film with that quote from Thomas King. Is that because you didn't, you know, potentially want, you know, didn't want any walkouts right right away? (laughs) Like you didn't want to offend anybody right out of the gate? Oh, gee, I don't want people too angry about
1: my. No, it was more the context. Like I feel that we're Mm. in an age of like, like Twitter's the perfect example. You have so many characters and you get to say like two, two lines, two sentences. I think it needs, some things need context. Some of these deeper, richer ideas that are are complex and nuanced, they need context context. And so my film sets up the 90 minutes of context to then hit you with that last idea, which I think can resonate and you can sit with in a different way rather than just turn on the defense, you know, which could, might be the might be um, someone's reaction if that's the first thing they're hearing out the gate and they feel like, oh, I've just come to see a, a film that's going to bark at me about how I should live <laughs> right. my life. This is right. more kind of how wrong I've provoking, been. provoking, yeah, some questioning, yeah. some thinking.
0: Well, this is why I love the way you open it, the film. I mean, here I was, I sat down to watch this doc, and, and you open with that sequence, and I just thought, oh, hang on a minute. Wait, am I. Am, did I get the Did I get the screener copy right here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> which is
0: beautiful, right? That's, I love that, that turning, turning it on its head. And I think, I think that works on a whole tacit and intuitive level, which I think is in my opinion, is much more welcoming and, 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 and inviting. So anyway, again, well done on that. It was just such a beautiful uh, opening worth Thank the price so of much. admission. For sure. <laughs> Thank you so much. I think one of one of the, ta- one of the takeaways for me, um, Sorry, I just had to deal with the the phone ringing in the background there. One of the, one of the takeaways for me, um, this idea, and we certainly touched on it, but you know, Turtle Island, I, I'm I'm a visitor, I, I'm a guest. I mean that. I mean there was there. How, how do we remind ourselves of that? You know, do we need to actually post that in in our bedrooms and our living rooms and our and our and our rear view mirrors? Because I think if we actually approached it that way, life would be a lot de- I mean, can I be that prescriptive, Michelle?
1: Well, I, you know, the thing is I think about people and everyone wants to fit in. Everyone wants a sense of place. Everyone wants to say, I'm from here. So when you've been born mm-hmm. on this land, if you can't say you're from here, then that's pretty hard to say, I'm a visitor, I'm a guest. That idea of like, but I want to be from somewhere. So, I don't want to take that away from people, but I would use this example when I walk in the woods or when I swim in the ocean, I'm very aware that I'm not at the top of the food chain, that I'm not, Mm. this isn't, you know what I mean? When I walk in the (laughs) woods, I walk and I go, okay, I'm, I, I'm, I'm from this place where these woods exist, but I am not, you know, central to this. And I think, reminding ourselves of that position that we share these lands and that some people have different roles on these lands than others and making space for all of that contribution that's the difference it's like an ego thing (laughs)
0: Hmm. how um how for me this is an environmental film uh as well and and like i said any great film for me is is layered it 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 peels back a lot of um about a lot of layers it it raises a whole lot of questions and i think there's a there is a, there's a truck full of questions here that we could address and and we're coming up i think on the next few minutes on the you know wrapping up the interview and i and i knew i knew this was going to happen it's for me it's always the sign of a great interview by the way is that you just you get to the end and you're like hang on a minute i barely got out of the gate yeah. what's going on yeah.
1: it's like you want to um, have a few. More beers at a pub or something that's, and just keep the right. conversation yes. going.
0: Yeah, let's keep yeah. it going. Yeah, the QA was only 12 minutes. What's going on? <laughs> I didn't they didn't they didn't cut to my question. Um yeah, there's just the environmental aspects of this film, some of the images that you show, and I think it's around the protest images as well. I mean, this is a protest film, this is an activist film, but it's an environmental, it's philosophical, it's it's historical, it's it's so many things. Um, did you Realize you would be sort of uh, uncovering so much in what is it ninety minutes
1: you never know what, when, when, yeah, when yeah, you never know. when you start it's like a it's a journey, and I work very intuitively. I would mm-hmm. say my editor works very intuitively. We both work uh, in that way, so you might have an idea of like what you want to show, but how you get there is part of the journey and part of the discovery of making the film. But I will say this, my first time seeing the Alberta Tar sands in person um it, it it took my breath away. It was mm, I absolutely bet. heartbreaking. And, um, and I thought if I ever have an opportunity to show the mass of this destruction, I, I want to be able to do that. So filmmaking is a wonderful opportunity to kind of um, show the world what maybe some people haven't had the opportunity to see with their own eyes.
0: And isn't that what's so beautiful about storytelling? You know, to to Thomas's point, that if we can get them somewhat right, or if we can at least question the stories that we're told and continue to present ourselves with them in uh, in film and, and in print, it, it, I don't know. I, I and mean, Richard Wagamese didn't he say stories are meant to heal? Yeah. Uh, you know. So I mean, what a beautiful what a beautiful uh, 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 way way to approach it all. Do you? Do you know, I think he also says nothing's changed in 150 years, or at least someone does in the film.
1: Yes, that's Molly Wickham. She's the Thank uh, you. warrior woman from Wasaywitan. Mm-hmm.
0: So so that's pretty grim, right? That's that's pretty cynical, um, but it's I think it's a fair take. Are we going to say that again in another 150?
1: I really hope not. Yeah. I, I can't say definitively because I would have liked to see more change before now, but I really hope not.
0: Yeah, and I—I I mean, I hope not uh, either. And uh, you and I won't be around to see, and I guess our, our kids uh, won't won't be either. But it seems to me that there there is groundswell might not be the right uh, word or phrase, but it does seem like there's a lot, many many reasons to be hopeful. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, I read the I read several different news agencies every morning, and you go, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure there's a lot of reasons to mm. be cheerful today, but but there really is. Right. And, 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 I, and, and, and how do we stay focused on those things? I think is, is, is the question, uh, is the question for me. I love how you say, you know, the younger generations reclaiming. Mm-hmm. They're, they're kind of, they're kind of taking it back in a sense. Mm hmm yeah it's uh, it's a it's, it's uh it's yeah it's a beautiful thing michelle i you know we we could i i th- i personally could chat all afternoon about the film i there's so many other things i' i'm looking at my my uh, i've got about nine or ten pages of notes here <laughs> Thank most you. of my li- yeah most of my listeners will be rolling their eyes because that's just um you know that's just kind of my way but uh yeah how how long are we gonna uh, live behind behind that ignorance you know we we talked a little bit before before I hit the record button and I've got a, um, I, I am a good colonial, you know, small G. Um, I, I, my, my father's from Britain. I, I have a, a UK passport. I've, I've traveled the world and, and I've seen the effects of that. I guess some, some positive and, and, and many negative. Um, how do I step into that and, and, and really own it? you know, or do I even need to, or is it really now just about being, uh, intentional in the way I, I don't know, engage with others? Is that, is that kind of, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably way simpler than I'm trying to make it here. I think the
1: engaging is, is, is important, but you know, it's funny because I feel and, and and excuse me, I'm going to be crass, but I feel like whiteness owes every, owns everything. And it, it's mm. like maybe it's about not owning it. Like maybe it's about making space. And when you say the intentional, the mindfulness, yes. But sometimes it's like giving space. Even when you feel like you know the answer – to, to allow for someone else to speak because maybe they are thinking or have an answer that would never have even entered your mind, you know. And I think when I speak about that, I'm not speaking about you, the individual, as much as I'm thinking right. about a collective consciousness of how we make space for more stories, more people, more positions for people to take leadership. Um, it, this, these are all really important things to, to think about. There's a new way that things can be done.
0: I love the phrase, make space for stories. Doesn't Thomas in the film uh, ask the question, uh, uh, what do whites want? And I mean, he's kind of asking that with a footnote attached to it. Yes, which because is... he
1: says that it's in the context of people always say, especially when they see like railway blockades or or occupations they say well what do the indians want like we've had the truth and reconciliation commission they have this they have that why do what more do they want and and thomas says no the real question we should be asking is what do whites want and Mm. i think i mean this question is a complicated question but i do Mm -hmm. think at the heart of it we are talking about resource extraction and how the lands are being used for the continued evolution of capitalism and how that capitalism wipes out everything around it in the name of profit.
0: And I think it's just remarkable how layered your film is. And again, congratulations. Um, before we go, whiteness owns everything. For, for my listeners, for me, uh, for future reference, create space for others create space for other stories is that could that could that be the tagline for our conversation today is that the takeaway and i don't want to be and I'm, I'm try-
1: <laughs> i'd be okay with yeah,
0: that yeah i think <laughs> Well, there is so many, right? And and again, everyone, please not only leave a review for face to face in this uh, interview with Michelle today, but get out and see this film. So, and and we're going to talk a little bit more about that that later. And we're going to do what we can to to get people out to see it, um, Michelle. And just before we wrap, and I am going to read that quote again from Thomas. But um, you are looking at a theatrical in in twenty twenty one, I believe, uh, Vancouver Film Festival, and others uh, soon coming soon to uh, at least a digital cinema near you.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Yeah, oh, that's amazing. And eventually, uh, the
1: film will live on uh, on Crave, so people will be able to stream oh. it on Bell if they subscribe to Crave.
0: Oh, that's fantastic! And I hope I hope it drives people to Thomas's writing as well. Can you tell me just as we wrap up here? We only got a couple minutes, and I'm really trying to squeeze a little bit more out of you here. But but um, what was it like working with Thomas King?
1: Thomas is a trickster. He is he is the essence <laughs> of a trickster. He's provocative, funny, witty, yeah. searing, irreverent. Yeah. He's all of the playful, all of those things.
0: Oh, that's great! So it was a it was a great experience.
1: Yeah, he's a wonderful man, and I feel really honored to be able to have met oh, and with him.
0: Honestly, I was just so thrilled when I saw the film, and then when when, when we got this uh, this interview booked, I uh, uh, he's a guy that I would love to interview uh, uh, at some point down the road. My guess is he'd probably say no.
1: I don't. <laughs> You should ask him. He's a very playful yeah. man, and he's very curious as well about oh. life and
0: people. Yeah. Oh, fun! Oh, that's interesting. Well, that's great. Well, listen, Michelle, what a what a pleasure chatting with you today, and and uh, thank you, thank you for 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 opening my eyes uh, just a little wider, and for for introducing me to a whole new uh, series of questions and and things to think about. Some beautiful, stunning images in the film, and it's an important film. It's a brilliant film. It's one everyone needs to see. Certainly. Every Every Canadian, uh, but what I love about your film and, and having traveled so much, I see so many connections to other races and other cultures and other other communities that that that, that can learn uh, from 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 uh, from Inconvenient Indian. So th- thanks for that. We've been talking to um, Michelle Latimer here today on Face to Face and and uh, about her not only her film Inconvenient Indian but her new TV series Trickster. You've been really busy, Michelle.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little. <laughs>
0: Last question. What's next?
1: Well, we've been greenlit for season two of Trickster, so I'm very busy writing that right now. And then I hope to also shoot my uh, scripted feature this year.
0: Wow. Well, keep, 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 keep getting those things on your to-do list. I, I look, for, look forward to, to what's next. We've been talking to Michelle Latimer today here on Face to Face. And don't forget, folks, leave a review. It helps us a great deal on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen. And again, Michelle, thanks. Thanks for your time and generosity here today.
1: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the conversation. Thank you.